Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. Hello again, everyone. This is No Church Answers, a weekly roundtable where we, regular Christian guys, we're not pastors, we're not preachers, we're not even clergy. We open the Bible and we talk about scripture and how we apply it in our everyday lives. Now with me are our stalwart panelists, uh, keeping us on the straight and narrow. He's a retired attorney and prosecutor, but he'll throw the book at you, even if it's the good book. If That's you give right. any church answers, so he's the judge. Hey, Michael, Michael Cropper, how are you doing? Hi there, Mike. He's, Robert. He's back from a bucket trip list to Iceland. Um, That's and, right. And over in the, the other corner, we've got a corporate trainer and our resident theologian without portfolio. That's why we call him the professor, Robert Koshu. He's back from November trips. But they weren't bucket trips. Bucket trips. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, they I were went to the, the metropolises of Tulsa and Dubuque, uh, yeah, Tulsa, Dubuque. Oklahoma, and Dubuque, Iowa. So. <laughs> so, and, I'm, and I'm Steve Titch. They, they call me the gambler. I am acting host tonight. Uh, I'm also the producer of this podcast. I've been accused of playing poker at a somewhat serious level. Uh, and uh, I'm filling in for our regular host and director, Bill Cox, who is tending to some caregiver responsibilities. As you know, we've talked about in the past weeks, uh, his wife is uh, dealing with cancer. Our thoughts and prayers are with him. For the past several weeks, we've been talking about prayer and looking at some specific scriptures about it. We've been using a study guide from GC2 Press called prayer that moves heaven and we've been somewhat bouncing around in it not just discussing prayer in general but even some specific types this week we're going to be talking about forgiveness it's a word that appears throughout the bible and a word we hear a lot in everyday living it's such a common concept but it can mean different things to different people and it's rare that it gets some deep thought well, if not a deep dive, we're going to try to go down a few feet today. Uh, so, right. Robert, do you have any opening? It may be a I'm very few feet. It, <laughs> it may be a very few feet. So, this is one of the Steve, – Steve put in the notes, and I tend to agree with it. This is probably one of the most countercultural things about the Christian religion, and it, it really started with the Jewish religion. The Jewish religion, so at the end of the day, the Jewish religion started with, everybody's familiar with the, with the idea, eye for an eye. And everybody was like, wow, that, that's radical at the time, because back in the day, if you committed a sin against someone's family, they would probably kill you, your wife, all your children, maybe steal all your livestock if they didn't kill it, and then possess your land, and then go hunt down extended family too. So the, the Jewish idea of limiting things to eye for an eye, which was literally the, the idea behind it was very equal. So if you killed somebody, you were killed. If you accidentally killed somebody, you had to make restitution. It wasn't just they killed you anymore, manslaughter, as it were, correct, Mike? Yeah, you know, accidental killing. So the it was Jewish the idea religion, of evening the scales. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and that was actually really radical back in those days. So time of the Exodus, for example, Jesus took it a little further. So in Matthew five, in the Sermon on the Mount that we've talked about, he said, "You've heard it that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends the rain on the righteousness. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors do that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than the others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And before that, in verse 38, he goes, you've heard it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. 
But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn them to the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to see you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile with them, go with them two miles. Give the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And that's from the Sermon on the Mount. Later, in chapter 18 of Matthew, Peter comes up to him and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, because that was kind of the idea. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Or seven times seven is also another way it gets translated. And so Jesus sets the stage for this whole idea of forgiveness and forgiving people as we go through. And then he starts, and today how we're going to deal with that is, is talk about how he talks about that forgiveness as a part of prayer. And I think that's where, in, in essence, there's some action pieces to it. But the rubber meets the road when we start talking about it in context of prayer. So that, that should give us a good little setup there. Mate. Yeah, we can go home now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Um, in, in podcast number 271, I was talking with it. Folks, be sure and listen to that. It's the Lord's Prayer. We look at it, and I think we have one good old time discussing it. I listened to it this morning. Um, it includes our topic today, Lord uh, forgiveness, of course. Lord, forgive our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Or the other version, our forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, Stephen Robert examined the statement and included that we have to forgive a person who has wronged us so God can forgive us, which Robert just went into extensive detail about that. I'm going to tell you, folks, I emphatically stated, I don't like that scripture. <laughs> God, God will not. But the, the, the point is, and, and they're correct. They're absolutely correct. God says very clearly he will not forgive us if we do not forgive those who have wronged us. And, and, and folks, the extension of that is, we wronged God, but we never talk about that. But the fact that's the fact we wrong God when we sin and uh, and he had to make a way for us to bring us back into relationship with him. Now, Robert gave another example, which, which I'm very fond of. He says he brought up the parable about the servant who owed his master an enormous amount of money, a debt he could never pay. And, and Robert, I think he used like a million dollars as the debt he owed his master. Mm -hmm. And the master forgave the debt, but the servant did not do likewise to a fellow servant who owed him just a very small debt, possibly $1,000 or even possibly $100. He did not forgive him, but rather threw him in jail to pay that debt. Well, when the master of the, both servants learned about this and, and that the servant had was put into jail for the small debt, uh, he did not extend forgiveness as the master did to the one who owed him the million dollars. Um, he he threw that servant into jail as well and said, you know, you could have extended mercy and forgiveness as I forgave you. And of course, you can you can compare that with God. We we owe God an un, 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 uh, unreasonable amount of debt or 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 sin. Uh, it's invaluable. You can't place a value on it that we owe him. But he gave us even while we were yet sinners and while we were in our sin. Now, a step further in a little direct, different direction. In our society, a person can acknowledge their error by saying, I'm sorry, or I apologize. If if you drive on the freeways around Houston, you know that you can easily make an error in driving and cut off another driver who may be located in one of the blind spots of your vehicle. Forgiveness is not an attribute everyone practices when he or she is a victim of a driver's poor judgment. As you know from the many shootings we see on the highways and here are the shootings and the road rage, uh, we, we can often see cursing, hand gestures, and even violence are pretty common between the victim and the perpetrator. Many of us want retribution. And even Christians, we want retribution for another person's careless driving. And it require, requires a great restraint to remain courteous and loving when we are wronged while driving. So I'm going to stop right there. I had another example, but we'll get into that later, folks. Uh, please stay with us. This is going to be a good podcast 
on what what is really forgiveness. Steve? Great. Yeah. I, I want to uh, change things up a bit here because Bill isn't here and he usually reads the scripture. I, I've got three, three different Bible scriptures, Bible verses uh, as part of this. They're all short, so they add up to a nice one, nice, nice succinct one. But they're about forgiveness. I, uh, do, do you guys have the, the notes in front of you? So if, can we, can we each take yes. one? Okay, uh, so sure. I'll, I'll start. We'll go around, Robin. I'll start with Matthew and uh, and uh, Mike. You do Mark, and Robert, you take Colossians. Okay. So Matthew, this is from Matthew six twelve. Again, the, actually, the Sermon Which on the Mount. Also, was, part of the Sermon on the Mount. Thank you. Yeah, so, so uh, forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. Okay, and which one, Matthew six one? Mark one? Mark eleven twenty five. Okay. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins as well. And then Colossians three twelve through 13. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So I, I, I want to throw something out mm-hmm. real quick. So in the Colossians one, the one I read, mm-hmm. interesting, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Sound like something else we've discussed ah, multiple times over? Fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, that. that's interesting. Uh, I, I want to kind of pick up on what, what Mike was saying a moment ago about about making the the effort to restrain oneself, um, forgiveness is letting go. And and to the modern ear, forgive seems passive. We hear it so much. Okay, I forgive you. Yada yada yada. Let's move on. Blah 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 blah. Now, the ancient Greek word uh, that appears in the New Testament and and also in the Greek translations of the Old Testament is aphemi forgive and and it literally means to push away or to send away to the greek mindset it was much more active uh it it was that there was doing something uh you were separating yourself from this offense that was done to you uh it required some purposeful mindfulness and it's something i think we we should keep in mind as we as we talk about this forgiveness isn't just a another word it's it's really an act it's an action on your part yeah i i, I want to refer to the first paragraph steve actually as he mentioned at the front of the podcast uh we had a lesson we we're going to do out of connect 360 but he he pulled out the, the very meat of the, the lesson itself and said, let's look at these three scriptures that, that Robert read, I read, and Steve read. Uh, but I do want to refer to something the, uh, the author talks about in the first paragraph, and I'm sure we were going to eventually get to this. But this is, this is a very difficult situation, and, 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 and we are going to address this later, and that's what forgiveness is not. In other words, I can forgive, but I can't forget. And that's one of the one of the very very difficult things because we we want to think that forgiving is going to remove all the pain in every situation every time, but it does not. Forgiveness here is is, is now Steve and Steve addresses so good in his uh, his notes. We get notes from him as him being the director of this, this podcast, and he says forgiveness is letting go, just as he stated earlier, but. He didn't go into the other part of it, and it doesn't mean that you have to deal with a person anymore. So anyway, I'm going to throw that out because I think that was so, so helpful to me um, because forgiveness doesn't mean you're going to get through all the emotion, the pain. Well, that's that's what maybe the common misconception is. Uh, yes. And maybe that's what some a lot of people go into asking for forgiveness for. Mm-hmm. for. Oh, they want everything to go back the way it was. They yes, want um, exactly. they want you to they they That's you right. know and they, they want you to you know and the, whatever happened the offense happened and it changed the situation 
And that's maybe that's where we need to start. Kind of kind yeah. of where where that situation changes and what the difference is between forgiveness and you know just yeah, you know yeah. just basically excusing. I guess that's 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 the maybe what is often confused with excusing uh and the I would say in part because you know it's funny that forgiveness may be one of the few things in Christianity that is about you because forgiveness is something you do with your feelings and your emotions you you put something behind you you decide I think it's an active decision that this is not going to control my life anymore because the the price of not forgiving and even they will tell you this in psycho, in in secular psychological circles you don't mm-hmm. have to be a christian you can go and and have problems and they will say well you've really got to get low get let go of that hurt you got from your parents or from your sibling or from your coach you've got to you've got to stop letting dwelling on that and letting that affect your life uh and and i think that's what the essence is not not even necessarily you can still remember it not simply putting it out of mind completely but saying this hurt me and you may have never gotten any sort of resolution for it the person may never if you're lucky maybe they apologize maybe you sought their apology but you're saying Look, I got other, I got better things to do than go back to this time and time again. And this is, I'm going on a little too long, so I'm going to kick it over to to Robert. This is this is what's really countercultural because today we wallow in being offended. We want to be offended. <laughs> That's right. We want That's to good. be offended by the littlest thing and carry yeah. on about it. And 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 so so to to let it go. My goodness! I mean, we used to love stories about. If anybody breaks getting... out in Frozen, I'm I'm screaming. <laughs> yes, I'm just no. saying right now. Okay. No, I I would say the other song is <laughs> the real song is is uh is is bear what we bury the hatchet but leave the handle sticking out. <laughs> See, let me refer to something else okay. that's in in our notes, if that's okay. Did, yeah. I, did are you finished for a second? Yeah. And then it, we'll go, to Robert. But uh, I, um, remember. Sin began with Adam and Eve, right? Mm-hmm. And and God immediately, in fact, before they ever sinned, he knew they were going to sin. He began the plan to restore us to himself in the relationship with him. Okay, so right now we're restored to God through the death of Jesus Christ, right? But we don't walk in the garden with God, right, guys? So he he can forgive us. And he loves us very much, but we don't have the same relationship we did back before Adam and Eve sinned. Maybe that helps draw a picture of it. And 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 folks, one other thing, Steve wrote here very clearly what he mentioned a couple of the items. He says, forgiveness does not mean excusing, forgetting, permitting repetition of the same sinful act against against you as a victim, or guaranteeing reconciliation with the perpetrator. It, in other words, it doesn't mean that we're going to get restored to the same level of um, of friendship, love that we once were. Okay, Robert, I'm, I, I hope that's oh, No, 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 no. I, I, I have a long explanation, so I think we should yes. go to break before I do this. Okay, <laughs> okay. well, okay. <laughs> well, well, we've saved up time for you. So, uh, As Robert suggests, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. 
And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And we're back, and we're talking about forgiveness. This is No Church Answers, and Robert is chomping at the bit. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so Steve was talking about the, the, in essence, the attitude of, I'm offended by that that exists in today's society. Oh, yeah. Victim, you know, it, it, victim mentality, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. That, that was the word I was looking for. And, and reality, what that boils down to is something we've talked about time and time again is there is an incredibly narcissistic, nihilistic strand in society today. And it comes from, the reality of it is, Everyone is trying to fit what what I'll call the God-sized hole that exists in each one of us. You, you know, we were created to have a relationship with God, and we're so busy trying to fill that with. And and I w- I will go beyond the sex, drugs, and rock and roll metaphor, and say if we're not filling it with that. We're busy trying to fill it, fill it with work. Uh, I'm going to stay with virtuous things. We're trying to fill it with work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good thing. We're, we're trying to fill it with our family. We're, we're trying to fill it with community service. And in some cases, we're trying to fill it with church. And when we do that, we're ignoring the call that Jesus has, which is telling us, look, somebody tells you, carry my pack for me. That was that was written specifically for a Roman soldier. Basically, any Roman soldier could demand for a Jew to carry their pack for one mile. And Jesus is saying, just do it for two for me. And And the idea is when we do those things, we're building empathy for other people. And when we have empathy for other people, then that gives us the capability to pray for other people because we can re- we can n- maybe not relate but at least on some level have an understanding about what they're going through and so that encourages us to engage in that prayer and we can't pray for forgiveness for somebody If we don't understand what – I mean everyone – if someone lashes out at you, 90% – there are some people out there. I'll be the first to admit. There are some people out there that are just jerks, you know, or they want to be a-holes about everything. You know, the vast majority of people are not that, and the the people that are that way at this point in time, they're that way because – They've grown that thick skin around them because of how they've been treated. And so we, we to, to, in order to pray for forgiveness, we really have to have empathy. Empathy, God's empathy for us allowed him to forgive us and then commit the other. By the way, coming in four weeks, my favorite Christmas scripture, where God <laughs> showed the ultimate empathy. But but if you don't have that, then you can't pray for forgiveness. This this is this is interesting because, Mike, when we started, you said the the, the we we know it from the Lord's prayer: forgive forgive us our debts uh, as we forgive the others. Uh, and and Jesus said, if you must forgive. If, if you expect to be forgiven by God, like there's this if then or and I don't think it's to, to, to point to what, what you're saying here, Robert. I don't think it's that much of an if then if then as more of a kind of a virtuous circle. God, God forgives us. Uh, and I think that comes first. I mean, that, you, you accept that gift. And through that grace, as you're saying, comes that empathy to forgive others. And then by forgiving others, we ourselves become that much closer to God and that much more enriched by the spirit and by the indwelling spirit. And it keeps going around and getting better. I, I, I don't think it's linear. 
Like, oh, oh no, it is not linear. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. In reference to one of these things, that uh, going a little bit again into restoration, forgiveness should include restoration if we can. But sometimes, as you, you know, Robert, you've been working with teens, and sometimes there can be so much pain and, and conflict and so much hurt Especially, it's. It, I, I I was shocked uh, to learn that about one or twenty twenty percent of uh, all young girls have been uh, physically molested by someone in their family or someone close. Uh, about one in five. Um, it's not something you hear on the news, folks. It would be nice if they published that. But I was in a group of adults, and yes, when there was five couples there. Two, two of the ladies that were in the group said, yes, we were molested by cousins or uncles or aunts or something like that. So so if we expect them to forgive the the, the type of, of incest or molesting that they occur to, sometimes you can't, they can't do that. They want to, but the emotional pain there is so, so powerful or it was so devastating that the, the, the restoration to the level it was before the wrongdoing occurred, they can't, you can't do it. Yeah. I, I, and right? sometimes, sometimes, and I'm going to say this right now, forgiveness at that level often requires counseling. It yes. requires a lot of time and usually there's, they're alone. And so people who I, I would say, if you're in a situation where you've you've been subject to violence or abuse from a family member, it's uh, first of all you're not going you're not expected to forgive them PDQ, and you right. may need more than just you know a, a Bible study group. It, it may be something that has to be dealt with with a with a professional counselor. Nothing wrong with that, but again, it's not as we've been saying. It's not about going back to that. Mm-hmm. abuser or going back to that person who you know the the alcoholic or the person who really was toxic in your life and believing that it's all going to change forgiveness isn't about changing people it's about changing yourself in a way and saying this happened to me but it won't control me and yeah if i have to take that person out of my life as a result of that that is not your that is that is part of the process no, you're absolutely right. Don't and, and, let and it control you. The absolutely thing is, what like, sometimes we struggle with, Mike, and 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 I find this yeah. the case is that divine forgiveness is different. We're talking human forgiveness. We're still in a mm-hmm. broken world, because in the Bible we are supposedly completely restored by the end, by right. by revelation. You know, heaven and earth are united again. And we are taken back to this Garden of Eden type situation that the idea is, you know, we, we, we worship and we hear it in our hymns and we see it in scripture that through the through the death of, of uh, through de- Jesus death on the cross, all our sins are wiped away and we are welcomed back to God. There are in a, in a way there, there don't seem to be any consequences. In fact, in, in the Catholic Church, they felt it, it, it was felt so wrong that they had to invent purgatory. Where okay, you had a lot of little sins, so you go there and be in the divine waiting room while you're prayed out. But that's not biblical. But it's it's, it's again, it's so countercultural. It's so it's so like screwy against our mentality. So we got to go. That guy hit me. I got to hit him back. That guy wrecked my career. I'm going to go wreck his career. I'm going to make life difficult. We love these stories. We love uh, stories of revenge. We love the Godfather. Uh, you know, we love we love Count of Monte Cristo. We love those we love those great movies where the the sharp guy gets revenge in very ingenious ways. It's <laughs> just not using pure physical force. And you know, we feel good about it. But it isn't yeah. really, to be perfectly honest, it really isn't Christian. <laughs> well, you're, you're absolutely correct. I think. Uh... And, and I'm not ashamed to admit, I would like to see vengeance sometimes, like yeah. I said, and road, road rage. <laughs> but it's not not what Jesus told us to. Mm-hmm. And God himself showed that to us with Adam and Eve. When, when they sinned, he showed, he already prepared a plan to bring us and restore us in the relation, proper relationship and sanctify us to him. You're absolutely correct. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, 
the other thing I'm thinking, how five, Matthew 5, you gave some scripture, I think 5, 42 to 44. Jesus said, and oh, Robert did this. Robert went in extensive uh, quoting of, of forgive your enemies, love those who persecute you. How in the world do we do that, Robert? <laughs> I, I wish I did, because, because I'm kind of with you, Mike. You know, I, th- I think one, of the, and, and Steve, you're, you're right. This is probably the most countercultural one in the world because it, and okay, we're not going to talk politics, but I'm going to put this out there as an example. It's no longer a discussion of my ideas and your ideas. Every election now is the fate of the country is at stake, and if you don't believe That's exactly right. 100% of the ideas that I have, you are an evil man and must be stopped. And yeah. it, it's that it's that it's that it really goes back to the nihilism, the narcissism, and just the pure lack of empathy we have for to discuss anything in today's society. And all of this forgiveness, all of this stuff we have, the call of Christ to love your neighbor as yourself, to love one another. And it's interestingly enough, who did Jesus have the least amount of forgiveness for in any point in time? Pharisees, the other religious people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, guy, the, no guys who, the guys who should have known better, right. for lack of a better term. right. You know, those are the guys he had the most um, stuff to be yelled at about them. But he, you know, that, he scolded them. He did not. He scolded them. He mocked them at times. He he he, he irritated them. He tweaked them. them all the time. He tweaked them. <laughs> but he was not the model we have. And and this is this is everything we're talking about is that that Jesus modeled. He, he mm-hmm. gave those who crucified him, yep. uh, which, you know, and, and his, his, and even in his resurrection, you know, the end of the story isn't that he re- re- rose from the dead and then wiped everybody out. Yeah. Uh, he came, his forgiveness was his mission. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what it was. It was this 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 uh, act of you know rect you know attempt to to you know figure out you know solve the problem of sin and get us clean before God. Uh, but it he is he did not come as uh, even though there are there's sword and militant imagery and let's leave uh, let's leave revelation aside his earthly ministry. He did not come with a sword. He came with an invitation. Uh-huh. He, he, he came and he came with a mission of forgiveness, a gift, salvation. Yes, he did. Not, not from okay. We're going to look up everything you did in the last three thousand years that we've recorded in your Old Testament scripture. It's payback time. And no, because it literally would literally be payback time for everyone, as Paul wrote, because we all fell short. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, You've got a you've got a a a God who, in some way, is going to enact some kind of perfect justice, which is probably going to be different from the eye for, for the eye. I mean, that was a grasp at it. It was certainly a step, in, but we don't know what it is. But we're also told this really isn't our job. And one of the best ways to 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 keep this grace idea of grace going is to keep forgiving, no matter what hard it is, how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I this is very simplistic, but uh, when I think of forgiveness, I, I think of a debt being owed, and the person to whom the debt is owed mm-hmm. refuses to accept the payment from the person who borrowed the money. And we talked about that parable mm-hmm. earlier. Well, Patricia and I were in uh, going to Nacogdoches to see her brother one time, and uh, that's her hometown, and her brother lived in her parents' house. And we stopped in at a subway because we were really, really hungry. And we walked in, ordered a sandwich, and then uh, we walked to the counter, scooted on the counter to pay our bill. And the cashier surprised us and said, you know, you don't owe anything. The person in front of you just paid, <laughs> your, paid for your food. Mm-hmm. Now, folks, that's simplistic, and that's the material debt that we owed. Or, or, but, but 
I think the same way with Jesus Christ. Uh, of course, we were thrilled, and the other person walked out door waved us, and we said thank you. But the point is, is, is we stand before God one day, and uh, and 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 He's we will go through a white throne judgment, but we will stand before Him, and and, and He's going to say, "Here's this debt you owed that's impossible for you to pay," like the parable Jesus told, and 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 then He's going to say. But you know what? It's been paid for you. The person, as you said, Steve, Jesus Christ, uh, and a whole list of things there, folks. He came as born a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He was the sacrificial lamb for our sins, and he was placed on the cross for us, and he died on the cross a horrible death so that we might, we might not owe anything when we come to the cashier. When we stand God. I, Go ahead. With the, with the time left, I got a I got a couple of questions to throw out, kind of the practical oh, good, section good. of our, ah, our podcast. The practical section. Okay. I, first of all, we've been talking about it. So, guys, how do we how do we really forgive? And conversely, how do we seek forgiveness from someone when we ourselves have have committed the offense? Or the or the uh, or the or the hurts. I think if we we've done it, it it's you have to go ask for it. And I think part of this is you have to be willing to accept the fact that hey, guess what? It may not happen all at once. Mm-hmm. And if we're needing forgiveness, or if we're needing to forgive someone, I think it's one of those like, and it's kind of a old wives statement. You know, time heals all. Sometimes it does take time to forgive things because you you have to. Your emo, it's the old if you're mad count to ten before you say anything statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know it, it. You need to sometimes your emotions need to calm down before you can forgive. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you've wronged somebody, I, and and it and and I'm going to throw this. This is the manest of man things. You know, if you're a man, what do you do when you make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Never admit it. it. <laughs> now, you, you own it. Though. You own it. I, yeah. And and this this falls right into that. For, for true Christian men, if you do this, go ask forgiveness from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, one the, thing uh, I've – oh, go ahead. Go well, ahead Mike. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I understood your questions. What happens if we wrong someone – um, boy, that's we have to swallow our pride, and and that's that's was the hardest thing to do when I first became a Christian. Um, and you have to because the person may not forgive you, right? I think Robert, you said that mm-hmm. you go to a person and say, "I did I did this wrong. I I know it hurt you. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, please forgive me." And they may say, uh, depending on whether they're a Christian or not, and even if they're a Christian, they may say, well, I, I forgive you, but it will not restore that relationship, which which is almost the same as saying, you know, I, I don't forgive you. And then the other thing is, if if I have to forgive somebody who's, who's wronged me, um, and they come to me and ask forgiveness, I, I have to forgive them. But again, it depends on the 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 intensity or the... the uh, the depth of the wrong, whether or not the motion will leave or whether or not the feelings will be gone. Did that that answer your question? Yeah, oh, I'm going to I'm going to borrow something from from and I picked up from counseling some years ago, but I think I think it speaks again to our time and it's it's easy but it's hard. Uh, you're right, Robert. You've got to own it, and by owning it, yes, it's been explained to me there are no buts. Uh, I said, I said the best way. It's really the art of learning how to apologize. You know, we we we, we you know get you know celebrity apologies. They'll say something terrible and say, "Well, if I offended somebody, if I offended out there, somebody who, well, then I apologize." No, you you approach the person you hurt, and you say, "Yeah, I realize what I said hurt you. It, 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 I didn't mean it, but." It, and you 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 basically validate that hurt. You validate the offense 
by owning it. You don't, and you don't say now. You, and and really, you, you, it may be true that you had a bad day at work. It may be true there was traffic. You don't say that, but but uh, you know, you, because you're asking for it to be excused. Just say I was wrong. I know I hurt you. Please, I am sorry for doing that. Please forgive me. And yet, that should be happening in everyday relationships. That's not going to, to you know, you're, it's going to happen in your marriage all the time. And but it's often <laughs> the hardest right. thing to do. And, <laughs> and I'm going to end with your kids. And with, and with your yeah. kids. And Especially with the with kids, the right? We're the models, right? Because yeah. in that way, when you're doing that, and think of it the other way, because I think what a lot of men in, in our heads, we apologize an apology and admission with wrong with weakness. And we have that that particularly in cases of our children or our, or maybe our employees at work, oh, I'm going to seem weak if I apologize. If you mm-hmm. make it a matter about simply, I know I hurt you, you're turning it into almost a matter of fact. And yeah, it is, it is, a, it is a certain act of supplication there, but it is not, that's, that's what, that's what the countercultural part of it is, because the culture tells us, you apologize, you admit you're wrong, you're weak. Jesus says, no, that makes you strong. That makes you much stronger than you think. And I think at the end of the day, it does, because it restores a lot of equilibrium, both for your own psychology and in your relationship. So to own it, and and I guess when it comes to accepting an apology try to do so gracefully at the same time. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. you may, you may have to say, I'll think about it a while. Thank you. But it's, it's going to be a little while before we, before things get, if they get back to get back. It depends what it is. I mean, if it's, you know, if it's a slight, you know, there's one, you know, but if it's something, you know, it's, there are degrees of hurt. I realize that. It, you're saying what Robert has said about praying and that's mm-hmm. keep it simple, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple and don't feed any excuses into your apology if you're the one who hurt the other person. Say, I did it. I admit it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Please yep. forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. Make it make it simple. We're going to we're going to take a break here, but we'll be right back with some takeaways and wrap ups. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back. This is No Church Answers. This is Podcast 274. We are talking about forgiveness. And uh, we've had a pretty good discussion. Uh, time, to, time to think about some takeaways about uh, well, just about everything we've been talking about. Uh, I'll start with Robert. Spend, spend your time exercising your faith muscle. Spend your time in prayer. Spend your time in scripture. You know, do corporate, do the things you're supposed to do your disciplines, because as you do the disciplines, it helps you develop the actual empathy that we're talking about here. When you do those things, it lets you develop up the empathy that you need so that you are able to really go and be a part of God's people where you can show that forgiveness to other people. You know, I, I, I think that's the thing is we're, we're so busy doing stuff. We forget to, to, we, we forget the old adage, be still and know that I am God so that we can't, so that we can become more like him. 
And when we become more like him, we become more Christ-like, then we can show that empathy that lets us have, that lets us forgive others and know how to go ask for forgiveness when we do mess up. Because we're all human and we're all going to have the mess up. Mike. All right. Yes, uh, folks, I'm going to use an example. You're going to part, partially an example that all of you will be familiar with. And it's simply what to do when Steve asked a while ago how you accept apology somebody. Let me tell you what you should not do. And I remember a scene in, in one of the Star Wars trilogies whereby a high-ranking officer of a battle cruiser was following the Millennium Falcon, as requested by Darth Vader, the uh, supreme evil commander for the evil empire. Well, the officer that was in charge of commanding the operation of a tractor beam to catch the Falcon, he did not execute the order quick enough, and the Millennium Falcon vanished into hyperspace. Well, the commander looked out in the thin air where the ship had been and and and, and quietly states and bravely states, I'm, I, I will apologize to Lord Vader and tell him that it was my fault we lost the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the spring, he, the, this uh, commander walks away and goes up to Darth Vader. Darth Vader asks him if he captured the Millennium Falcon according to plan. And the officer responds and says, no, sir, they got away. But I apologize. I accept full responsibility. Well, Darth Vader, Vader responds with great intensity, apology accepted. And then he strangles the officer. So this is what you don't do if somebody comes up to you and says, I'm sorry, I hurt you, I offended you. Don't hit them or strangle them. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's the, the point here, folks, really, we are to show compassion and love, which is what the guys have been telling us. And Steve has gone into great depth of that, and Robert also. We are to go into great, great depth. And, and just a couple lines from uh, the author of the lesson, we, which we would have done. And he says a couple good points I want to leave with you. Forgiveness means that the baggage of yesterday does not have to pollute, pollute today or burden your tomorrow. Steve referred to this very clearly. He says when you let it go, it doesn't affect your to the rest of the day or tomorrow. Now, it may not be easy to forget or move beyond your hurt. We've talked about this, folks, but God is in the enabling business. He can work things together for good, Romans 8, 28, and he is also able to enable us to deal with whatever we face in our life, Philippians 4, 13. Sometimes wounds may not be completely healed till we get to heaven, and we talked about that when when we undergo pain or People we know of undergo very serious uh, uh, disasters. But when God is at work in our life, miracles still can happen. So let's accept them and accept the grace of God, which he gives to sustain us. His empowering presence and his grace is a miracle, too. So let's move on and knowing, know that God has good plans for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11. Steve? Yeah, and I and thank you. And uh, in in this climate in particular, where we're all being encouraged to ch choose up sides, wherever we are, you know, we, you know, whether it's even in, right into our church, but not the political, cultural, social, racial, national. Who you know, whose side are you on? Who do you stand with? Uh, who do you stand in your church with? I mean, I, I, you know, it's nothing new because even Paul wrote about that. You know, I I follow. Well, as I follow Pelopius and I follow Paul, I follow, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, it's only gotten worse. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really sad. And I see it happen among Christians. Uh, we have a, a, a gentleman in our congregation and he confessed this and, and I'm glad things are getting better, but the politics got so bad. He and his daughter stopped talking to each other. And that's 
downright silly. Uh, I mean, uh, but it, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that because I'm not acknowledging something there. It meant obviously it was so strong to both parties that that they really just had to come to realize that they may have been going in the wrong direction. So anyway, we could be the best Christian witnesses today simply, you know, not by not by getting out on the protest line, but just the opposite, crossing that line, crossing that divide, whatever it is, and extending that hand either of forgiveness or conversely, and maybe this is more so, going with a penitent heart and seeking forgiveness. Because that's really what what our Savior showed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he forgave the ones who were going to kill him and put him on the cross. So, Absolutely. To our audience, thank you so much for tuning in to No Church Answers. Go to our Patreon page, check us out. Uh, thank you very much to Robert Koshu, the professor, Michael Cropper, the the judge. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate our podcast and leave a review. If you have questions or comments, go to our Facebook page or NoChurchAnswers.com and post it there. And you can watch our series of 26 video programs on the YouTube No Church Answers channel. And, you know, the great thing about being Christians, even us regular guys, is that the word of God is open and freely available for prayerful reading, study and discussion. We believe in Bible literacy and that is essential and to strengthening your faith muscle. So we urge you to read and study as well as find a Bible based church where you like us can worship, study and grow, exercise that faith, faith muscle alongside fellow sojourners and believers. And. Not be afraid to ask questions, because that's our motto. No Church Answers. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. Apology accepted, Captain Nidok.